Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. Greetings, greetings. Welcome to the CEO of Destiny show. I am your host, Andre J. Benjamin, and I am delighted and excited to have with us our guest today. We have our guest, Miss Tina Hollenbeck, and she is the author of Eight Great Smarts for Homeschoolers. And this book caught my attention because um, like many parents throughout the United States and probably other nations, I don't know where you're watching or listening from, uh, people had to make adjustments in the last couple of years with how they were uh, educating or schooling their children. And um, my wife and I had to kind of make a hybrid type situation where, you know, some were uh, you know, one of our children was still going to the classroom. Another one was doing having a private instructor work with them consistently daily, uh, you know, a maximum amount of time. And then I was tasked and privileged with the opportunity myself to work with one of our children day to day. And I say the challenge and the opportunity because you get to work in close and personal with your child. And uh, the reason why I invited Miss Tina on was to get insight from someone who has spent a great amount of time even developing, uh, we'll talk about the homeschool resource um, center uh, in a minute, but I really wanted someone who is passionate about this and who, re who really has created tools for parents to be able to access how to become confident that they're capable in, in unplugging the capabilities or unlocking the cap capabilities of their children. So welcome, Tina, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I, I'm really glad that we're connecting here. Absolutely. So um, I'm. I grew up as a a, a, a big fan of comic books. Um, I spent a lot of time comic comic book stores, going to the latest, seeing which one dropped, which one came out. Me and my best friend would always go, you know, scour throughout the city and throughout the neighborhood looking for comic books. So there was Marvel, there's DC, and the emergence of other comic universes like the Unique Universe. Um, gentleman out of Africa built a, a comic book company. And I, no matter what, I've always been interested in origin stories. So can you tell us a little bit about your origin story and where you hail from and kind of, you know, just a little bit about you so that our audience knows? That was a neat segue. <laughs> um, so I am in uh, Wisconsin, born and raised in Wisconsin. Um, I am currently in the Green Bay area, so Northeast Wisconsin. I came up here for college, uh, met my husband Packers, on huh? campus and never yeah. left. <laughs> um, so we've been up here the whole entire time. Um, got a degree from the university here in Green Bay. Um, it was a humanities degree, so you can't do anything with that. But at the time, uh, my pastor at my church said, hey, I'm a secretary, you need a job. How about you do that? <laughs> so I did for a couple of years and then God called me to go back for my, my teaching license. And I ended up teaching English to immigrant kids for nine years before my children were born. Wow. Um, I taught five years at a middle school, four years at a high school. And uh, then my older daughter was born and my husband and I knew that for sure I would come home and be an at-home mom as soon as we were blessed with children. 
and assumed that we would homeschool. Um, he wasn't quite on board with that. He was a little concerned that his parents would be upset because they're public school teachers. And uh, he's the firstborn good boy. So he was a little bit worried about that, but, but not uh, opposed, just we didn't know. Concerned. Uh, and, yeah. And then my younger daughter was born 11 and a half months after my older. So I was raising almost twins. Wow. <laughs> And uh, never did go back to the classroom because um, my husband was a youth pastor for a little while at that time. And so he got to know all the kids in our youth group, no matter where they went to school. And he came home one day when my girls were just little and he said, um, you know, I like, I like all the kids in the youth group. Well, no, I like most of the kids in the youth group, <laughs> um, so but there's go. something different about those homeschooled kids. They, what he noticed again, just as an observer was that they were more social than all the other kids. Um, they could talk to everybody and they didn't have the clicks and they didn't have the insecurities and they had more interest. And he said, if that's what homeschooling does, then I'm all in. And we'll talk to my parents, we'll figure it out. And they were phenomenal. Uh, my in-laws are great. They just, uh, they've always modeled for me. We raised our kids. As long as you're not harming them, you can raise your kids and Absolutely. use that grace and that blessing. And um, and so they, they were fine. Uh, and it was actually such a neat blessing to have them alongside us when we homeschooled. So, um, and now just like that, I blinked my eyes and my girls are adults. Wow. <laughs> our, our older one is 21. Um, she is uh, our church secretary, the very same job I had uh, before mm -hmm. I went into teaching. And she still lives with us. Uh, and my younger daughter is 20 and she's married and she just announced, um, two days ago, three days ago that she is expecting our first grandchild. Wow. So congratulations. We are just, so now it repeats. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell, tell us, us a little bit about your own personal schooling background. What was your schooling background? Like meaning in the sense of, did you go to a public school? Did, were you homeschooled as a child or did you go to private charter? Um, you know, what is the Montessori? Yep. Or were you unschooled even? That's <laughs> <laughs> I wish, you know, um, my parents didn't know anything about homeschooling and I'm old enough that um, homeschooling became legal in Wisconsin the year I graduated from high school. Wow. So anybody who knows when Wisconsin did that, you can know my age. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> oh, no. um, I don't, I don't know that my parents would have done it anyway. And um, difficult family situation. So it was probably better that they didn't. Um, so I was born and raised in Milwaukee County until I was 11. So I went to a suburban Milwaukee elementary school. And then when we were, when I was 11, my family moved out to the country. So I actually went to a very small um, public school for middle school and high school. Uh, my graduating class had 42 kids and that was the big class. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it, it certainly wasn't like homeschooling or a private school, but it was, it was kind of close in the sense that it was personal. a small school. It was a little town. Everybody knew everybody good, bad, and otherwise. <laughs> um, and I got a lot of personal attention. And so um, sometimes I'm, I'm in touch with a couple of those teachers and sometimes they get their feathers ruffled a little bit because I strongly advocate for homeschooling now. And they, they say, you know, we're so sorry. We didn't do right by you. And I said, no, you guys did you did well in a little school. I think it, it's, it's easier to get involved and, and then they were. So I don't ever uh, bash them. In fact, they don't bash teachers at all because oh. my problem with the public school system is not the teachers who care. It's the, the nature of the system itself. So, um, so yeah, but as soon as I heard about homeschooling uh, as a young adult, um, and I wasn't a Christian growing up either, and I became a Christian when I was a college freshman, and that changed my perspective as well. So, so 
it seems from what you're saying that your story began with the work with your own children. How did it expand into helping other parents? What brought the desire for you to reach out to other parents? Because yes, um, a good amount of parents can say that once the for all of them can say that once <laughs> my wife and I uh, had some friends who were married before us and they told us about, you know, we had our first child, then we had our second child and we have three. And they said, you know, when it gets to the third child, they said, now you're going from uh, man to man to zone. You're outnumbered now. <laughs> so they were saying, they were saying you got you to you deploy a different set of skills and tactics. So what, what made you, uh, it, it seems like a natural progression to, you know, look at your own children, but then what made you look at other parents and, and think of how, how you could start being, you know, not a play on words, but a resource? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, what's kind of funny. I can actually credit Common Core for that. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm not a fan of Common Core, but um, so just having been a public school teacher and still having friends who were teaching when the Common Core standards came about uh, in public schools, which was 2009, 2010. So that, yeah, my girls were like eight, nine, 10 years old at that point. Um, I was aware of it. Um, I was aware that they weren't real happy that they had to start using those standards in the schools. And I started looking into it. I'm like, what is that? And then as a taxpayer, I thought, I'm not really happy about this. But I remember thinking in about 2010, well, at least I can do what I'm doing with homeschooling. I certainly can advocate as a taxpayer and a citizen, but, but I'm going to keep doing what I do. And then in 2013, one of the big name homeschool companies um, did a revision on their curriculum and I had used their curriculum. I had just switched away from it, but I had used it for years. So I got their email blast and it said, good news, we're aligned with Common Core now that we've made our revision. <laughs> oh, joy. And I know, and, I, and that same week, another big name homeschool company came out and said, you know what? We'll look at the Common Core standards and we'll use them if we feel like they're useful. And I was like, oh no. Wow. And I wasn't the only one. I was in some Facebook groups for homeschoolers and that lit up those groups because First of all, parents didn't really know what it was. Absolutely. And those of them who, who knew what it was were none too happy about it. And, um, but then with lots of discussions, right? And lots of people saying, well, you know, what is Common Core than homeschool curriculum? Then? And they were making assumptions and guesses. You know, if this is Common Core, that's Common Core. And I am a no drama mama. <laughs> so uh, I said, we can't make assumptions here. You know, that's not fair to us and our kids. It's not fair to the companies somebody's got to start sending, you know, emails to these companies and asking, you know, and, and if they are, that's fine, because maybe somebody wants to use Common Core, but we need to find out. Um, so I, I kind of got nominated for that task. <laughs> uh, I started sending out letters and I thought, oh, there's going to be a lot of letters. I'll probably need to send like 300 letters. This will take some time. And um, nine years and over 5,300 companies later. <laughs> wow. Uh, what happened was I started a roadmap, uh, a website called the Homeschool Resource Roadmap, um, and that started out oh, as a so what? Okay, now you, yeah. we, we're we're unpack. We gotta yeah. we, okay. We like to unpack. So what? What take us to the place where you decide to start the website? Okay, so I was sending these letters to the companies. And I, I just, I have four questions. I started asking from the beginning. I still ask them, just basically getting at if they've connected to the Common Core standards in any way. Um, and I say in the letter, it's not a judgment call. Um, I'm not gonna bash you, I'm not gonna blacklist you, but parents wanna know one way or the other. 
So Clarity. can you tell us, yes. right? Like they want to know if it's a Christian or secular resource. They want to know what ages it's for. This is another thing they want to know. Um, and I've had a real good response from the companies with that because I, and if, if a person goes to the website, they will see that it's just a neutral listing. It's not, Absolutely. you know, it, it's it, not commentary. It's just a right. resource. Exactly. So, um, so I originally made a list of companies in a Facebook group, but then it got too long. <laughs> so then I made a website and then people started saying, well, it's good that you've got this list but I'm looking for elementary math and I can't tell which companies have elementary math. And so then I expanded the website um, to make charts and graphs that say, okay, well, here's where the companies stand on Common Core, but here are the ones that have math. Here are the ones that have reading. Here are the ones that have science. And then, you know, here, here's their worldview perspective. Did you have a background in designing websites? No, I was on, I unschooled myself in that. <laughs> nice. Basically, yeah, I'm like, I here's a task. How do you do it? I learned it. <laughs> Did it take long to learn? Um, no, I mean, I think you've seen the website. I think it looks pretty okay, considering I'm a nice. It does, it so. does. I'm, I'm just curious. The, yeah. we're, we're, we always get down to the rudimentary because if someone yeah. has a whole amount of information and they're trying to figure out how to organize it, someone who's listening right now or watching is thinking, well, man, I've got, I've had an idea, but I'm intimidated at whatever the step is. So I'm trying to work through what, yeah. what brought you to go through that step. So you started to hear a lot of the same common feedback from parents with the lack of clarity of them knowing what, what specific resource was. And then even in the resource, not just the common core, but the specificity of how it would fit what it, hey, what, which, who has the best science? Who has the, or who has, how can I even compare them? I don't even know which one offers it and which one doesn't. They don't want to just kind of have a one size fits all, but they wanted to get into the specifics, it seems. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.